Hello, my name is Rob Hartnett, and you are very welcome to the Sport for Business podcast. Today, we are talking football and the final preparations for the Republic of Ireland women's national team in advance of the FIFA Women's World Cup. All of our football coverage on Sport for Business is in partnership with Sky, who are also the primary partner of the women's team. We spoke to head coach Vera Pau about this being the worst day of her career, the challenges she and her staff have faced in getting to the final 23, about the force of nature that is Amber Barrett, about the importance of the Women's National League, and plenty more. We also caught up with Maddie Morrison, Sky's World Cup producer, embedded with the Irish team, and with Emma Duffy, one of the journalists who was also travelling out to Australia, about what we might expect. Um, yeah, it's been um, yeah devastating days because um, it's not so much celebrating the squad; it's more the pain that we all feel of leaving players home. Um, <clears throat> we have done everything in our capacity to go through uh, everything, every single detail to come to the decisions that we had to make. Um, I've, I've told you already before that every week we went through all the players, all the all the games, every moment of every player we've seen that they have played. Um, and that came to that we gave a few players extra chances, um, said every player get the chance till the last second. Uh, and that's exactly what we did uh, on Monday night. We finished at 1 a.m. We said, guys, we need to sleep now because the tiredness came in too much. Uh, 8 a.m. We're here again. Get a few hours of sleep. Um, from that moment, we went into the training. After the training, we've seen the video again to give every single player, especially the hardest decisions, to view that again. Um, and uh, we, we are convinced that we've made the right decisions, although they've been very, very hard to. And um, that comes, that's technically, and that's elite sport. But it doesn't mean that it's I've broken dreams, and um, yeah, it's, it's it's so hard for them because that World Cup will never come back. We had to go through this, and um, yeah, it was difficult, very difficult, very much so. Um, and with all the players spoken, uh, specifically with Amber, this is the moment, Amber, that you have to show. She says she said herself, eh? she's a very honest uh, player. She's very open about that, and she knew you cannot lean on one moment. And um, but Amber, she showed now she's a player that when it really matters, when the pressure is on, she's there. Uh, and she showed that against Zambia again. Um, so it reinforces the right decision to bring her on against Scotland. Then not only that call, but that she's the player that can do that, and that's so special. So yeah, after after Zambia, she uh, she made the squad. Yeah. But before Sambia, indeed, it, it was still uh, when it was her, another player. Yeah. Um, we haven't been able to uh, sit down one-on-one with the players who made the squad. We had put our full energy into the players who did not make the squad. Um, and then we brought in all the players. Um, and to be honest, it was not a celebration, um, all the players, to, to tell that they were on the squad. Um, there were tears, of course, there were tears also of... I'm going, but there were most of us tears of pain for the others. Well, it's no secret that our national league is not at the level of as the WSL in England. Yeah, that's clear. And those sessions have been really, really important to get um, not only Onya and Abby uh, on the level of the others, 
where they are now physically on the level, level of the others. The data show that. So it's been incredibly successful. But Erin uh, McLaughlin uh, was in the squad. Tara Hearn um, was in the squad. And Tara, the only reason why she did not make it was because Izzy Atkinson was jumping up and so well. We all know that, we've all seen that, and that's no secret, secret right? Um, but she was ready as a 17, 18-year-old in March, she turned 18, um, to, to play at this level. So the home-based sessions and the way that we've approached that with explosivity um, circuits, with power, with playing against boys, that has made the difference. And Abby would not have been at the level she's now without that. Aaron and Tara also not. Yeah. Um, Anya is, of course, she has so many caps and such a training age behind her, she would have been able to do it herself because she was training with boys all the time. Um, but um, yeah, it's been incredibly successful, that's one based project. You're an experienced international coach. You've been to these big tournaments before. This feels as though it was a harder decision-making process or a more emotional one. Yeah, would that never, be fair? Yes, I've never experienced this before. Any reason for that? Is it the group? It's the bond that I have with the players. It's the hard work. It's um, also how they stood behind me in difficult times. It's how the FEI stood behind me. It's how Ireland has embraced me. Um, it's everything together, I think. Um, telling players that really stood up for you, that you're not taking them to the World Cup and break their dreams. Yeah. And after this emotion, it's part of your job now to actually take that down so that they yeah. turn up for the <clears throat> Australia game and they're ready to play a football match, which it feels... Oh, but they will. Anymore. They will. If you see the training sessions, the power they put in, it, that it, it, there's no influence in that. Um, but I've spoken to Louise uh, Quinn last night uh, for a moment, and she said that she also got hit by the pain more than the celebration of making it um, and I think that shows how, how strong this team is, how we've built together, how close we are with each of their tasks and with me being, yeah, having the harsh task and uh, yeah, to, be, to, yeah, to make those final decisions, be responsible for the final decisions. Um, and, and yeah, I, th I think that that all together made it so difficult and makes it um, yeah, the worst day in my career, actually, technically seen. And hopefully, from today onwards, it will become the best day of my career. Uh, we are two weeks in camp, um, and we started on all different levels. Uh, we're almost equal now. And um, I'm so proud that together with the technical staff and the medical staff, um, that we set a program. We have not changed anything of the planned program. And there's no injuries. There's not even a little muscle injury or an ankle injury there's nothing at all in our camp and the fitness levels are jumping up so um yeah i'm really really proud of that uh, i have no doubt that everybody will be ready i'm joined now by uh, maddie morrison who is sky's world cup producer with the ireland team you're over here in dublin today now for the squad announcement how much of a buzz and how much excitement is there around Isleworth and around Sky HQ about being involved with this team? 
Oh, incredibly excited. I think, you know, this is a historic tournament for the squad. Um, you know, we sponsored the team. So we've been following the team all this year from, you know, we went over to Spain for their training camps. We've been over in Ireland uh, for weeks on end now, just following the team, getting to know the girls who are absolutely cracking characters. And there's such a buzz, such an excitement back at Sky because, you know, this is something historic and we can really follow the team and make them uh, an inspiration for sort of young girls, not just in Ireland, but in England as well and make them household names so we're just really keen to of course we follow England but put Ireland on the equal playing field and give them the same if not more coverage it's down to me <laughs> and your bigger audience is obviously following the Lionesses they would have ambitions to go very deep into the tournament as the Euro champions Ireland of course have their own very strong ambitions to go further in it as well but being involved as the team sponsor is something which Sky has never done before. Has that changed the way that the organisation is looking at this? I think we, we always have the aim that we'll follow Ireland exactly the same way as England, but I think there is that sort of extra icing on the cake, the fact that you know we are sponsoring the team. We have such a buzz and positivity that we're, we're following these girls and, you know, watching them play and they've got Sky across their chest, it does make you feel quite proud um, that we're representing this organisation and the girls are representing us and yeah, I think of course we want them to do well, I think they've made us proud already, just qualifying for the tournament, um, so we just hope that they can just continue to do well and just have a great, great tournament. You and the presentation team will be out there embedded with the team over the uh, over the course of the, the, the few weeks. How much are you looking forward to that? Oh, so excited. I mean, me and myself, I've never left Europe before, so I'm excited to go over to Australia. But no, we've got so many great plans ahead that we're going to be following them. Obviously, the, the opening game's amazing that we've, um, you know, against Australia. Um, and we're just hoping to, we've got lots of great coverage that we're hoping to, so people can get to know the players and get to know them both on and off the pitch, because we really want... Um, uh, our audience to you know pick their favorite player and get to know the girls um, as people um, so we're just really excited to to have that on our on our screens and just follow what will be historic for for the for Ireland. I'm joined now by Emma Duffy uh, she's the beat reporter I guess with the Irish football team on the 42.ie you're traveling out to Australia how exciting is it to be part of this group albeit on the fringes and and looking in but this is special yeah it's it's hugely exciting rob and it's absolutely special it's it's history in the making you only get to experience the first time once uh so i think that all adds to it uh obviously a kind of strange few days around the squad announcement um dreams made dreams broken a lot of emotions going on but now that fear has announced and finalized her squad i think it's about parking that um Unfortunately, in elite sport, there's no room for sentiment at times, um, but it's it's all guns blazing now towards the, the France send-off friendly at Tallah Stadium, which is due to be sold out and should be an incredible occasion, and then onwards to Australia. Vera said earlier on that yesterday and today that this is the worst day of her professional career because it's so tough. This is a very special group. The emotion is much higher than it would have been, and she's a very experienced international coach. You've seen it. You've been close in with this squad. Is this bond something the likes of which we haven't really seen before in Irish sport? Yeah, yes and no. I, I, <laughs> I guess, like, you know, every team there has to be bonds like that and particularly successful teams it's because of what happens off the pitch 
not just on it. Um, but I suppose just from covering this group closely, it is clear to see how well they all get on and how they just gel together. Such a tight-knit group. Um, always have each other's backs, both on and off the pitch. So I can imagine it has been a really difficult few hours for them because obviously the girls who have been selected to go to the World Cup, Ireland's first ever major tournament, it's absolutely incredible. But in the back of their mind, they'll be thinking of their friends and teammates who have who have been been left out and missed the cut, unfortunately. Um, but this day was always going to come, um, and I'm sure everyone was was well aware of that. Everyone has put in so much to get to this point, and I suppose it's about not even the 33 that were in camp or, or in the mix uh, per se over the past few weeks. It's about everyone who has played their part on this journey for Irish women's football, and I suppose those who can fly the flag highest in Australia now, it's a legacy thing. It's about not getting there once, it's doing it over and over again and making sure that Ireland are on the biggest stages uh, and not sitting at home watching anymore. And we will be talking a lot about the impact that it has you know, before, during and after the tournament. Uh, focusing on the football, though, how how far do you think that the team can go? What are the, you know, what are the expectations that we should have of this group of players? Yeah, obviously there's a lot of talk about this. They're in quite a difficult group uh, with the co-hosts Australia, Olympic champions Canada and a very, very strong fourth seed in, in Nigeria. Um, so it is a difficult, difficult group, but you know this group of players love a challenge. Um, they've obviously defied the odds before and I have no doubt that they can do just that again. Um, obviously that opener in Sydney, I do think quite a lot hinges on that. Um, was sold out 83,500 fans or so packed into a stadium and um, pressure on on the co-hosts definitely there's a lot of pressure on them I'm not sure if you've watched the Matilda's documentary on Disney Plus yeah. if anyone hasn't uh, it's a great insight into the team but this was Ireland then making their major tournament bow most players will never have played in front of a crowd like that before so it's about handling that pressure but I suppose it kind of things might hinge on that like it will be difficult to get a result but even I feel like a proper good performance and an impressive showing of themselves and then go from there. And um, but yeah, I, I do think they have every chance of getting out of the group. Uh, but but only time will tell in that regard, won't it? <laughs> Indeed, absolutely. Dreams are free and they've done a brilliant job in getting there. So it's uh, yeah, it's all down to what happens on the pitch now. Well, listen, enjoy the trip down there. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk to you again while you are uh, while you are down under and, uh, and bring back some really happy news. Absolutely, Rob. Thanks a million for having me. You can find out more about what we do in the space where sport and business come together at sportforbusiness.com and join us every Tuesday and Thursday for our latest podcast across a range of issues from leadership and social good to sponsorship, women in sport, technology and so much more. You can subscribe to these wherever you get your podcasts with one single click and it would be great to have you join our leading community of sports business professionals. Have a great rest of your day.